the truth in his heart. I am your host, Rob Lee. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we explore art, culture, and community connections. Uh, today, we're joined by a Queens-based multimedia contemporary artist. Their recent work delves into identity and ancestry, deconstructing the human experience through expressive sculpted figures. His innovative use of light, sound, and cultural references highlight hyper-realized identities, creating a dynamic projection of attitude and lived experience. Recent projects like Sky's the Limit and the County of Kings fuse mixed materials into what he terms sustainable sonic sculpture. Please welcome the great Sherwin Banfield. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure and, uh, to have you on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just, uh, you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Um, and you can tell, like, I was looking at a video, like, not too long ago, and I was like, I like the way he introduces himself in this video. So <laughs> I had to circle back on it. So this was a um, this was a video on YouTube or what have you. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on me. I can look it up real quick because uh, it definitely, you know, gave a little extra insight because, I mean, you can read like descriptions and all of that stuff. But you know, until you like hear it from, you know, the person, like how would they introduce themselves? You know, I'm, I'm looking at this joint on uh, Brick TV and this was uh, the Brooklyn Made piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I love that piece. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, well, in, in, in starting off, I like to, you know, get sort of that that introductory thing out of the way. Like usually it's, you know, sort of what are those like early art or creativity experiences that, you know, kind of set you on your path. So. When you think of, you know, early memories, it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be like when you first started making your work, but one of those earlier moments where you're like, okay, I like this creative thing. What was something early in your childhood or maybe growing up that uh, kind of set you on this path? Um, well, I spoke about this um, a few times, but it, it but it's the truth. It's the it's it's really just answers the question, um, and that that pretty much memory is is um is one of like sparring with arts like competition with art and um the person i'm sparring with is my brother you know who's two years older than me so when you have two uh, in, when you have a brother that's two years older you're you're always looking to um you know to to, to challenge them to something and and the uh, the challenge uh was to draw a complete car right and yeah. uh, you know this was back on the island of trinidad uh, we would sit out on our front porch, but we call it the gallery. And um, the road was just right next to the house. So there were only a few cars that were popular in Trinidad. So he had the the Mazda and I had the uh, the Datsun. Um, and when that car would drive past, we would, you know, try to draw, you know, a part of it until we have a complete drawing. Yeah. And finish first would be the winner. Um, so you know, it it it, it was joy. It it uh, it was it was um, camaraderie. It was um, building um, a relationship uh, with art with my brother. You know, so it was a lot of things in one that made that a an anchoring memory uh, for for creativity. Being a being a brother, I'm I'm on the older side of it. I have a younger brother, and I noticed that competition thing that comes up. You know, is it, shade more than anything else. It's like, yo, you know, you yeah. do this podcast, podcast kind of whack. 
but then he's like my biggest fan at the same time. So, um, and then wanted to dive into the podcast space as well. So I see how you younger brothers operate. That's, that's a really. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's an opinion followed by an action. <laughs> so also I, I read, and I know I heard this in there a bit about, um, used to create your own toys um back back in the day in your childhood um could you share a little bit more about that and like maybe how that also and sort of informs maybe your artistic inclinations these days yo it's so wild you asked that question so wild i just had a conversation with my brother about that and the reason i had a conversation with my brother about that actually hold on one second i'm actually going to show you the reason right uh, we, we got the okay. I see the car. Yeah, yeah. All right. There's a you know because of the was it the background image that's um, virtual. Yeah, causing you to not see it completely. But this is a cardboard car. Yeah, made by my six year old daughter. Oh wow. And when I picked her up from, from after school, she showed me that. She made that at after school. And I was floored because it, it took me right back to that 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 young, impressionable, creative uh, version of myself that was creating these cars out of cardboard, yeah. right? And, you know, scotch tape. I think she has a little more contemporary materials. She has, you know, stronger cardboard. The glue is uh, is more contemporary. But it, it's it pretty much, um, you get the same result, right? This idea of creating something three-dimensional with, uh, with, with just the objects uh, that you put together to make this. And my brother and myself used to do that as well. So um, that conversation was just recent because this car just kind of came into my life via my, my, my daughter. So the a direct um, reincarnation of what I used to do as as a kid. And I'm like, wow, it's it's crazy. I'm floored. I love that. That's, that's really dope. Um, I used to, I, I got in trouble for doing this, but you know, you go to the department store back in the day and you have these little things, like the little clips, you'd have like the little hair clips, you'd have the little like tags and things. Those things that, not the ones that are the sensors that you need a device to take off, but I used to collect those, right? And I would make my own little transformers out of them, like the old like school toy. I was trying to figure things. I wanted to be an engineer at one point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's creative. Yeah. That's... So when I came across that, it definitely was like, okay, this dude gets it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's it it's it partially came out of um just not uh your parents not being able to afford something. Um and but your hands and your imagination is able to compensate. For that by um, making something that may not be as as um, as as refined as the toy, you know, but you're still making something that's you know that that that's comparable, and you find joy in that process. Yeah, it, it's it's like when you have um, you know I, I watched a show on Netflix uh, called The Toys That Made Us. And you'll you'll see these different things like this was the mock up and you'll have like some guy who's probably some art dude that didn't go on to be like a professional artist. He ended up taking a, a job at this like toy company. And I remember specifically the one for like the He-Man toys and they're talking about scale. And the dude's like, I don't care if it's not the scale. He's like, just put a saddle on it. And you got some guy sculpting that probably has a background of sculpting that's making this toy that's not to scale and knowing it from artistically. But it's like, this is what I'm doing now. Right. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Are you hearing this water? No, I'm not. Okay, good. So I, I, I want to move a little bit towards because I see I see Parsons, right? So I want to talk a bit about sort of that experience and you know, sort of any, you know, impact that that has. Like some, you know, like I I'll, I'll use this as an example. Like I I went to a, a business school, right? I didn't go to an art school, I went to a business school. So um I had very few opportunities um to do anything radio related or creative related. It was just like, hey, you're gonna, you know, do the spreadsheet. So that's where, you know, I get some of my, you know, that knowledge from. But in those few instances where I was able to present or even able to be on the radio, that has a lasting impact. And that's probably 5% of the time I had in undergrad. So, you know, you being an artist, you have in the Parsons background. So tell me a bit about like sort of experiences or something that comes to mind that kind of shaped again, where, where you're at now, sort of this trajectory where you're at your career. Wow. Well, Parsons... All I can say about, not all, but one of the things that stand out really is experiencing hip hop mm. uh, in the in the forefront uh, in New York while I'm at art school. So it was this freedom of 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 of, of being outside of the box. And the box com- uh, uh, the, the box is comprises of you know your family life your neighborhood, uh, your friends, just everything that I was, I grew up with no longer being present. It's just me, uh, this new school, this new city, well, not new completely, uh, and just a new perspective. And, you know, this music that I, I loved, you know, it was, I was free to just move around, do what I need to do, go to class, uh, go to Tower Records, you know, go to go go to clubs, go to uh, hip hop ciphers, and you know, these just just be present in hip hop in the '90s, and and that was just a beautiful thing, you know. It's the class was class. It kind of reminds me of Miles Davis. Miles Davis when he left uh, his hometown. And he, he he went up. He went to uh, to New York at Juilliard. He was really out there, just you know, experiencing the clubs and going to see who was playing and filling in for who he can. Uh, and the experience of the city, the nightlife, the culture—that's what really was, you know, the, the those years really was filled with with that experience. And that's the same for me. Like I'm at Parsons. It's like Parsons, like my day job, right? And yeah. I'm there, I'm doing it, I'm learning, I'm getting exposure to various forms of art. But in reality, it, it, the bigger part of it was just living on campus and just being in this new world and experiencing it. So Parsons was great, New York was better, was greater. You know? it's, a, it's a great answer. That's the, I feel like you know the, the five New Yorkers that listen to this podcast, they're only gonna listen to that part. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the funny thing is, my, my partner's from Brooklyn, so she's going to be like, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so in this in this vein, this is what I like to call a $2 segue, right? So in, in thinking outside of the box, you know, in, in looking at some of these these interviews and just some of the research I've done on your, your background, instincts come up and, you know, allowing things to like unfold organically. 
Talk about that as it relates to your artistic practice and your process. Like, you know, I, I have this inclination of when opportunities come my way to ride that wave, you know, and going into a conversation, you never know what you're going to get and how it's going to go. So you just try to present yourself and let the conversation go where it, where it goes. And that's why, as I said, before we got started, it's like, it's just a conversation. So for you instincts and in kind of like operating in an organic way, how does that relate to your artistic process and how you go about your work? Well, this is my personal um, uh, feeling and process. Hi, sweetie. I'm on the call, okay? Yes, very cute. Uh, my personal journey has really been about uh, recognizing and just being present uh, when, like you say, opportunities when situations happen, that is an indication of uh, moving forward in, in a free, you know, in a free open manner, right? Like you are, you could be, I've, I have people in my life who, you know, live in the past and they can't get past a situation that has happened to them, whether it's in childhood or whether it's in, you know, a, a current relationship recently, that's not how I operate, you know. My my art kind of takes its own journey, and I'm kind of following the path as it's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the organic aspect of it. You know? It's it's almost as though it's um uh, I'm just uh, it's just kind of holding my hand and just leading me, you know. Even though I'm participating and I'm driving uh, the subconscious part of it, I guess is what I'm saying is uh, that just picks up on on the opportunities and um the, the windows of uh of, of, of prospects and and recognizing who is is here to help you know who's here to to usher in the next phase of uh of, of my my work all right <laughs> the instinct is okay just make it and let it uh, uh, just let it happen, let it unfold as it should, right? Not not that I'm leaving all control to some higher power. It's just no, you are you're actively participating in the journey by working, and through that, things will happen. Mm. Things will happen, and I guess the great example of that is um, when I was making the LL Cool J statue. I didn't have a place to work. I didn't have a location to show it. And I didn't have the funds to make it. What I did have in my control was my pencil, my hands, my imagination. And I started drawing and actively participating in getting the idea out onto paper so that I can show, show it to someone on open call that came up. So basically it was just being open to knowing that the resources uh, that I, I am in contact with or is that's in, in my my circle uh, via the internet is just signing up for open calls. Like an open call will pop up for a studio space as yeah. I'm looking. And it's a competition. You, you have to be picked. I was picked along with others. Yeah. And then opportunity to to find a space 
in Flushing Meadow Park. That was an open call. I submitted the idea with the drawings. It was a selection of two artists. Of all the applications that was sent in, mine was selected, as well as another artist who yeah. happened to be my collaborator. I didn't know he was applying. So it's like, okay, so when you start seeing these things happening, you're like, all right, something else is, is working in your favor. Um, sure, there'll be negative things that pop up as well, but sure. you, your mind is where the end result will end up. Yeah, I, I, I like your mindset when it when in, in that regard. Like, you know, well, overall, obviously, but I definitely like what you said there because it's it's similar. Like I've gotten pieces of advice of just like doing whatever you're doing. You know, just work on your stuff, like, because it's almost like when you get whatever that blessing is, right? Are you going to be ready for it? Right. Are you actually doing the stuff? Do you have the idea? And too often, you know, and, and the way to do the execution around that idea, but too often, you know, we get caught on this, this notion of it is no funds there. There's no opportunity. Why would they pick me? Bah, 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 bah. But in the reality of it is, it's like, but are you doing it though? Because that's the thing that I try not to let really prevent me. Like, I'll have an idea. Like, you know, when I say, look, I'm going to put out a bunch of uh, podcasts with, you know, just different creative people. Not everybody says yes. Not everybody is a good interview. You know, not every interview actually makes it to this. But, you know, you set out with a plan and then you work towards that plan. Yep. Yep. It's a goal. And, you know, when it comes to these, these opportunities... You know, it's, you're, you're touching on a bit like I'm related to that as well, where, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to get this funded. Eh, I'm still going to do it, though. You know, I've had this this thing where people were rejected because they're not getting the idea or it's a little too fast for them, a little ahead of their like, you know, perception. And then somehow six to eight months later, they come back to me. But at that time, right. oh, I don't really see it working, bro. It's like, well, I'm still going to do it, though. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> You know, because one one person's experience is not yours. It, you're you're not going to go up against the the exact mirror uh, obstacles that the other person is going to go up against. Because you table another a different set of ideas, and you bring yourself to the table, and people will respond to your energy, your work, which is your energy, yeah. and your belief. You know, so. And things happen to line up when they line up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you get four traffic lights all green? Just going to keep on going right through. 100%. Uh, yeah. It happens maybe two or three times a day. <laughs> um, I don't know. But if it's happening to me at that time, it's just happening to me at that time. That was the eloquent joint. It just it, it just happened the way it happened. And when it was, when it was uh, you know, put up, I happened to make the video. I'm like, right, I'm gonna make this video and I'm gonna post it. Yeah. Turns out when I installed it, it was finished right at the golden hour. Right? So the light is the sun is going down, perfect for the backlighting on the inside, perfect for you know the 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 dynamic range, if you know photography, you know, for that to to, to work in my favor for the best possible photograph and video. And those were the images that circulate uh, on the internet. It's like, bam, it is what it was, you know? Yeah. And, and it's again, like, you know, those things line up 
And it, it's, you know, some people say serendipity and all of that stuff. I just look at it like you're, you're, you, you have something, you, you have it and just things just lined up. But the key point is like, you have it, you have the idea, you have the sort of wherewithal and you put yourself in a position to be able to do that, to have that synchronicity, if you will, kind of line up. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. So, yeah. so I think a lot of times we, we look back and we think about stuff that we've done. Like you, you had a little, a, little, a little bit of that reincarnation moment as you were describing earlier, uh, thinking about you know your car. Do you see your child's car? You see your daughter's car? And she's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so when you look back at some of your earlier work compared to like sort of where you're at now as an artist, as a person, describe that feeling when you look back because there's always sort of a touch tone where you know. You might have been doing. You might have been doing like a piece, and you're like, hey, "I remember this was what was going on in my life at this time," or you know, now it's like, you know, this is going on in my life. My perception is different. My mindset is different. My living situation is different. When you think back on an, an earlier work, you know, talk about that feeling. Um, that that's an interesting um um question, and the answer to that is when I look back. I see the same person that I am today mm -hmm. um, in terms of uh, of skill and idea generation, right? Being able to generate ideas. Um, the only difference is the resources, right? Mm -hmm. And the access. So the drawings that I did back in high school, the it's all it's all there. The, the ability to to make it, the ability to to craft it, and the ability to bring it to life, it's all there. The only thing that's different, which I guess you can consider it growth, is my exposure to um, other techniques, other, other artists' techniques, yeah. yes. um, and also um, exposure and practice of different materials, right? Um, so this informs me that, yo, I was nice back then. Yeah. And um, I'm still nice. Just the, the core foundations is, I, I have the, the core foundations, just a matter of what, it's like it's like my mom, right? She just understand and knows how to cook. She It's an it's a understanding, right? It's yeah. She's in that way it's just bringing in new ingredients to make other things and choose how to make that you know it's it's like the it's like the alchemy happens in the mind like i'm able to make it in mind just a matter of just understanding you know what new material i'm working with so yeah so i look back on the work the work is is good it's great um and i'm just thinking man that 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 person that made that back then who me um, if that person was in a different environment with um, different set of um, uh, response uh, uh, resources, uh, that could have all generated something, um, you know, impactful. Yeah. Right. And, and and to me, that's what it is. Like it's like you grow up in an under-resourced uh, neighborhood. You ha you're nice, and but you don't. You just don't people around you the you know it it's not gonna work because you don't have 
the surrounding, you don't have the team, you, you MJ, but you don't have the Bulls, you know, you don't have, yeah. but you know you're still nice, you can carry any team, but you still got to have a certain level around you. See, see, I, I like this New York confidence. It's it's, it's just amazing. It's I, I I love the reference. I mean, it's it's there, and I and I feel that 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 same sort of vibe. I I say it, you know, when I'm talking to people about this. I've been doing this for a long time, right? And you know, when I talk to folks, and it's in that same vein. But I, I like the way that you said it because it sounds much more crisper. I'm gonna like really ape that and copy what you said. But um, it is this thing where it's like folks are like, wow, you get so much done. You're so good at this. And I was like, yeah, you should see me with a budget and a team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like sort of the different resources and, you know, being able to do all of this to to the point that you were making. It's like, yeah. I already know I'm nice. I already know I'm good at it. And, you know, having having those extra resources of having that access, like looking at the caliber of guests I'm able to reach out to, like a lot of times I don't know anybody. And, you know, I would just reach out. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I heard of your work. I'm like, oh, wow, people know about me? Great. And then I'm able to have a conversation to satisfy, you know, this curiosity that I have, one, and, you know, put, put on a really cool conversation. That's that's really what comes out of it. And it's the same through line from, from when I started doing this. Right, right. That's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah. ob obviously we, we talked a little bit about you know, and again, you know, it's, it makes a lot of sense, sort of your connections, your deep connection with hip hop. Um, and, you know, obviously 50th anniversary this year, as we're recording this, um, you know, again, for those who, who didn't get it, um, in, in that initial, like, you know, piece, you know, talk about how it has had a, you know, really big impact on like your, your career. Cause I know that the sort of move into, you know, from, from Trinidad to, to, to New York and, you know, that being a part of it, you know, having the whole, the Parsons thing, but also being able to be out there within New York and, you know, birthplace of hip hop and all of that good stuff. Talk about how, like, maybe the culture, you know, around hip hop has been like influential for you. Um, I think it's, 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 you know, it's a feeling, right? It's a feeling it's, it's music is a feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's 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 organized chaos, and it's uh, it's a recipe that either suits you or not. Uh, for me, hip hop really suited me, and for many others. And you know, the culture that that's that came with it is just infectious, and I really related to it. Um, and it's I related to the creative aspect of it, you know, the art aspect of it, the poetry. I I. I marvel at the educational aspect of it, the the ability to paint to paint images with pictures. I mean, to paint pictures with with words, right? Uh, and you know, that's something that I do, but in a different medium, which is I paint, you know, uh, uh, pictures with with pencils and you know, paints and all that good stuff. So yeah. hip hop, hip hop, really. The art form of it, the language of it, it you know, it's, it's just infectious, man. Uh, the style of it, you know, young black kids, young people of color, just having an opinion, voicing themselves and having fun. It's relatable. It's 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 like the pure essence of like um, of expression, you know. 
it's young people doing it. It's not old people. So, so that means a part of it is just instinctual. Yeah. Part vocal, you know? And a lot of times it's, it has the DIY thing too, right? Where, you know, when looking at just maybe documentaries and, and old works, you'll see like, yeah, we don't have a producer yet, you know, going to like sort of the roots of it. We don't have a producer, but we have a DJ. We got these records. We're going to make a song out of this. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't have the refined studio, but you still make something, you know, I don't have, you know, my daughter don't have, you know, the, the, the Legos or the, or the, uh, you know, the, the materials they used to build, like the model that you say, the He-Man, right? Yeah. The model of the car, but she made something out of cardboard, like I did. And you have this thing that, that brings more joy and it's more relatable because folks, folks, folks are not going to be wearing, you know, spaced out outfits like, you know, the, the, the R&B singers of the, of the 70s. But they yeah. will be wearing, you know, Kangol's, uh, jumpsuits, uh, you know, um, Adidas. You know, I was Coke. waiting for you to say Adidas. <laughs> and you see that image of them, you're like, oh man, that's me. You know, that's that's someone representing me. And that's what the statues are supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be yeah. that 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 image that represents you, you know, not some distant general that fought for a cause that you may or may not believe in that you don't have no control control over, but um but it's there in your face when you, you know, catch the train at the junction or, you know, catch the train at the square. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like that thing, I know that's that thing that was going on on social media in uh that holiday. It's like the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Let's let's just be honest. And, <laughs> and when it comes to those statues and all and which is another one of my two dollar segues. Um, let's, let's reflect a little bit on, uh, sky's the limit in the County of Kings. Uh, so it's about a, it's about a year since the unveiling. Um, you know, if I have that correctly, could, could you elaborate on sort of the, you know, response that's been, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tribute to, to Notorious B.I.G. And what are those reactions? Like, you know, sort of that, that feedback from maybe other artists and so on, because one, I really dig it. I love it. I, I even love the, you know, like each piece of yours I've, I've seen this in this sculpture and I'm just like, how, how does this get done? It's, it's amazing. But, 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 you know, tell me a little bit about that sort of with this, this year since, you know, with having it out there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a feeling, man. The thing is, sculpture is not, I was saying this last night at a talk, an artist talk that um, I was invited uh, to speak on. Uh, a sculpture is not something that is uh, well known. Uh, it's it's not a, a it's, it's not a um, a discipline of art that has a um, a curriculum built in um, for in the educational system. You may have pottery. I mean, that's that's that I can't talk about that. Really. Um, you may have pottery, and that's how you may get some um, some version of sculpture uh, reference. But sculpture is just something that not many folks. Um, have a reference as to how it's being made, right? But they know that it's there in their space and there's a certain um, certain power to it. And 
the response to the sculpture has been um, more positive uh, than negative um, because it's so different and it's unlike it's unlike what is out there. Yeah. Folks don't know how to respond to it, right? It's and and that's the intention. The intention is you have a recognizable. Um, okay, let's put it like this. You you know you, you you're making this. You're making a song, but you're gonna put the drums in it that have a a sample from another song, right? That you okay? That's and I, I know that drums. I know that song. I know that drum sample. But you put all these different, let's say, uh, I don't know, Star Wars sounds on it, like yeah. these sounds that that kind of make sense, but it don't. But you look at it, you can see a structure there. You could see the, you know, the the song has a layout, and that's what the sculpture is. It's there is a recognizable bust, you know, traditionally sculpted on the top, right? But you look at this body, you don't understand what this body is, but it's a body. It's a, what is it? Is is it armor? Is it uh, something from the future? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I see a Kuji sweater, but is that really, how does it come together? But it makes sense in a way. It doesn't yes. make that's the that's the instincts. Your subconscious is telling you that it makes sense. Yeah. Why does it make sense? Because a human made it. That's why it makes sense. You know. I mean, when I, I when I look at it, I, I see a throne. You know, and that's just my novice approach. But I, I see a throne, and it echoes the the king sentiment. You know. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, yeah, good. And you know, I appreciate everyone's opinion. Including you know the, the people who have something bad to say, you know it, that's it's still an opinion, um, and it's still valuable, you know. So, the, when it came on the scene, uh, because it's a sculpture uh, that is in Brooklyn, so it had key points, right? It's a sculpture mm -hmm. big that's in Brooklyn near the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Yeah. See it there. and and you know there's a New York skyline that's there. You're like, oh wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, you may want to hit on it because it's not traditionally what you expect it to be, right? Yeah. But you can't because the face is so well done. You can't hit on it completely, <laughs> completely because it's so well done, and you know it's like when you look at an architecturally uh, uh, modern architectural building, you're like. Wow, that's incredible! But you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it. Is. But it, you know, it, it when the press got a hold of it, it it like it went like wildfire. It went like wildfire. You know, people people responded to it in a huge way. It was highly popular. Folks wanted a piece of it. Um, yeah. Everyone wanted to write about it. it uh, I've met you know members of the family. A biggest family as a result, you know, uh, and they've been uh, really receptive to it. You know, uh, members of Junior Mafia has been really receptive to it. So that's the thing, man, you know, but it's still art. It's still sculpture art. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with art? What do you do with sculpture? Like, what do you, you know, what do you do with it afterwards? Like, after the initial impression, like what? So that's, that's where we are. 
Yeah. That's what we, you know? So thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's, um, that adds, adds so much more texture to it. Um, so I got one last real question and then I got a few rapid fire questions that I got to ask you. Um, okay. so here's the sort of last one and I, and I want to frame this in a way, cause I think I have a sense on what your answer might be. Cause you know, you're nice with it, but, uh, how do you how do you stay motivated and you can, can, can overcome these these like creative dry spells like you know I've heard everyone from like someone that's emerging to someone that's like deep in their career of trying to find ways to cope with those moments where it's like uh, I'm a little discouraged or I don't know what have you am I still good whatever that thing might be how do you kind of like cope with it or do you even experience that don't experience any of that no dry spells zero i think um i think the best way to answer that is uh i think folks might get the definition of art maybe a little backwards right mm. art is the process the art is dreaming and then manifesting and that manifesting involves a ton of problem solving right it involves different types of execution i just happen to be in a world um in a discipline i should say where there's no room to be bored mm. so many aspects of it that it that that allows it to come to that you have to go through to bring it to life you know um there there is the sculpting aspect of it, like I'm, I'm actually sculpting out of clay. I'm getting the photo reference. I'm hoping to get the right photo reference. That's part of it. Uh, when I find that reference, I'm like, all right, I, I, this is, I won this particular, you know, this journey, right? Well, not journey, but this, this battle, I won this battle. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many, there's the drawing aspects, the making the measurements, the contacting, fabricators the contacting of you know the 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 bronze foundry if they can make it uh it's it's getting the materials it's getting the engineer to make the solar system work it's you know making sure the measurements all fit and it comes together like a boeing 727 you know it's that's part of it and when it, it's you put it out there you're like all right let's wait and see what people say yeah. it's a two-year journey to make that a two-year journey so you know i didn't design it on a computer and press print i designed it in my head i used the computer as an aid not to, not to say that that's any you know not 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 to have an opinion on that i'm just saying that my process involves uh, the traditional um sculpting way of making it in clay making a mold casting it making an actual um, um, copy of it and sending it to the foundry, having that relationship, meeting other artists at the foundry, you know, uh, um, and then making the other, sculpting the hands, you know, making the, 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 the Kuji sweater out of uh, resin, coming up with an idea how to make it, seen it actual work you know yeah. there's a risk 
you know, there's a risk in placing the CD inside of it and making sure there's no bubbles. There were bubbles, so I'm like, all right, well, it still looks all right. You know, so it's, I mean, my hands are in every aspect of it. Yeah. So that's the journey, that, that that's and that's the art. The art is the, the process of making it. How can I be bored doing that? Then that's- I have a family. I got to, okay, when the family sets me free to go work, I'm like, okay, I have this amount of time to work. Let's make the most of it. So I don't really have time to get bored now. I got, I got someone behind me trying to get my attention. That's you know? great. That's a that's a great answer. Um, and and thank you for that. I think it's it, it's one for a lot of folks to really really think through. Like you know, there's things within doing this that aren't particularly great. Like I don't like the admin stuff. I like the this part of it. You know, the actual like oh the execution. You're having a conversation. You're 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 sculpting a conversation as we go along and. You get to learn from a person. You get to, you know, interact and have fellowship with them and all of that. That's the part that's really cool. And I'm always busy. So the notion of getting discouraged, it doesn't happen a lot, but it's parts of it that feel kind of kind of weird. But the way that you were describing it, I like that energy a bit more of like, there's so many things I have within this. I don't get discouraged and having this sort of fount of, of, of creativity and, and, and skill that's sitting there that you're always trying to like figure things out. You, you don't get, you don't have time. You don't have time to get discouraged. <laughs> right. That's right. Don't have time to get discouraged. I really don't. So, really don't. so let me hit you with these, these last few uh, rapid fire questions. Um, and as I tell everybody, don't overthink these. These are like, look, look, I said what I said. Brevity is key here. All okay. right. So here's the first one. Do you prefer to start your day off with tea or coffee? Um, tea. Now, you, you mentioned earlier about your, your mom throwing down in the kitchen. What is your favorite meal? Uh, that would be um, traditional Sunday food. Traditional Trinidadian Sunday food. Okay. Um, now I gotta ask this one because you know hip hop, hip hop. I, I was gonna say top five. I'll go top three because I think you know that's a little, you know people get like I don't know I don't know who's on my round Mount Rushmore. Who are your your top your top three artists of all time? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Top three of all time. Now this is hip hop artists. Yeah. Okay. This is this is art. Uh, which is like lyrics and music, like sounds and melodies and 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 feeling. Yeah, uh, Kanye. Um, damn. Okay, Pharrell, a gangstar. Okay, it's good. It's good. This is the last one. Um, in in three words, they don't have to be a sentence or anything, but in three words. What do you enjoy about being an artist, or why do you enjoy being an artist? Just quote three different words. Yeah, just three different words. Um, freedom, uh, joy, and inspiration. Thank you. That's great. Um, wonderful, and um, I'm glad we were able to get this. Um, and you know. One, I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast and spending some time with me to think back about, you know, your career and your work. And in these final moments, I want to give you the space to uh, let folks know where to check you out, check out your work, social media, website, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. 
Okay. Um, I go by Sherwin the Artist. Uh, you can find that on Instagram, Sherwin the Artist. Uh, you can also find me, SherwinBanfield.com. Basically on Instagram, I have a, a link tree and the link tree gives you, you know, portals into different aspects of me. Um, and, and that's where you can learn the most about my work. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank the great Sherwin Banfield for coming on to the podcast and sharing a bit of his journey with us. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art, culture and community in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh,